I mean, it's a little bit much, right? And then before we know it, it's going to be the new year. And then there's new year resolutions. And uh, then, oh, <laughs> I just got canceled, didn't uh, I? <laughs> you got canceled. No new year's resolutions. I like it. That's, are- that was my new year's resolution several years ago is to never make another new year's resolution. Oh my gosh, you guys, that is the best hall pass ever. Instead. Okay. I know you got something, girl. Month of taking. Right. We're taking time to put expectations in their place. Okay. Instead of New Year's. Like, setting a plan for the new year. Not a New Year's resolution. Very different. But a plan of with priorities, with purpose. Mm, intentionality? Yes. Okay. So what does this look like exactly? And it's more than one thing. Right. You can't just do one thing all year. <laughs> Unless it's eat chocolate. Nailed it. Can't do that either. Darn it. Maybe I did. Although I did have (laughs) chocolate for dinner last night. Well done. (laughs) That's all I felt like. I did cover some fruit in it. Okay. So it was chock full of antioxidants. Yes, it was. And sugar. I have no doubt. (laughs) So do what you got to do, girl. It was amazing. I might do it again tonight. Yeah. Can you dip steak in chocolate? Ew, that sounds horrific. But you can't do bacon in chocolate. Oh my gosh. I have bacon. Have you ever heard of that? Um, no. Yes, it's a thing. Chocolate covered bacon. But everything is good with bacon, even prunes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I was thinking about um, Pam's Farmhouse and Collards last oh, week. <laughs> my favorite thing to eat on the planet. If y'all need like food ideas, Allison's your girl. I am not it. I love it. Yeah, just send me a message. Okay, so we are talking about intentionality, um, taking inventory expectations. What are we going to do with this new year? What are we not going to do? I'm talking about what I'm not going to do this year. (laughs) Well, it can be what, or it, you know, I like to think of what I can do. See, because you're an optimist. That's why I I love you. I do try to always study the Bible in a new way every year because that just, you know, keeps it alive and different. Okay. So what are you doing? Because you did the message version this year. We've heard it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Because oh. I've, you know, like been sick for three weeks, so me and the Lord hadn't really talked about it yet. All right. We need a download, please, sir. Thank you. Yeah. We'll get there. I mean, just like having the brain space to just sit with him and just, you know, receive a few things. So I haven't even gotten to that yet, which yeah. is fun. So our first intention we're going to set or expectation maybe is what our life looks like with God. And how, like, so for me, I'm sitting here going... How is my relationship with God right now? Um, is it where I want it to be? And if not... And are you okay with that? Right. Am I okay that it's not where I want it to be or that it is what it is? And if not, what am I going to do about it? Right. So it may be stopping doing something. It may be stopping... I know you don't even watch... You don't really do Netflix but or TV, but yours may be stopping listening to podcasts. Right. For... Yes you know, three days a week and filling that time with, I'm not, I mean, I know you have your quiet time every day, so you don't need to, but as an example, it might be stopping podcasting for three days a week and, or listening to them so that you can fill that time with the Lord in some way. It might be the fact that I was just told that I drink too much water. And so whenever I need to drink a sip of water, I have to pull some scripture out that says Jesus is a living water. So stop drinking girl. (laughs) And this is how, oh my gosh, like I wish this was my problem. 
So she drinks too much, which I have actually told her that like that's that cannot be good for you. And I was told her there's no way that it's not good for me. And then a doctor said, uh, you drink too much water. Yeah, and I don't drink enough. So right. if if you could just like sip some over <laughs> you keep drinking and if I could just touch you and you like fill me up with your extra oh my gosh. That would be great. Cause like most of America doesn't drink enough water. Yeah. So if I could figure this out, I could make a lot of money. You, you're the camel. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. Wow. Wow. We went from <laughs> God to drinking water, but he is I, our living water. Right. So there's your tie-in, people. Um, and isn't that kind of the Christmas season? Like, squirrel, squirrel. Right. That's how we're all running around, right? It's like, oh, Jesus, love you. Thank you for Jesus. Oh, there's another party. And oh, I got to get this gift for so-and-so. I got to make that bread and drop it off. Um so looking at your relationship with the Lord, for me, as you approach it, when you approach a new year, the most important things in our lives are our relationships. Yes. And we're going to look, we're just going to briefly touch on like God, your spouse, kids, self, friends, church and work. Okay. Um, just briefly. Like, I think that if we're putting them in a nutshell and that seems like a lot and you may not have all those, you may not have a spouse check you get to take the easy button press the easy button on that right right it you may not have kids great you get to check the easy button on that so some of us may have more than others and you may have somebody else that you want to add in there um like your parents or something right. but it's looking at where you are how do you rate that relationship truly putting some time in with god and conversation and thought into those relationships and acknowledging maybe where they could change a little, where you could be more God-willed instead of self-willed when it comes to living for those people. Um, So with God, it may be carving out more time. Right. It may be finding community to Mm. do, you know, God with. Or, you know, maybe you still haven't gotten back to church since COVID. Right. Um, ask God to, to help you. I mean, I imagine people that have a lot of social anxiety, if you've been out of it for this long, it's going to be hard to go back. Yeah. So, you know, just pray that God will put someone in your path or a friend, a companion you can go to church with, right? Yeah, just, hey, I want to start going back to church in the new year. Can I tag along with you? Yeah, or, I mean, there are lots of other opportunities. There are Bible studies online. Uh, there's... Lectio, there's all kinds of events. And we have an events page, but that's for another day. We do have an events page. You can go to our website and we will have places that you can connect even outside of a church building. Absolutely. And not just events that we're doing, but other events that are going on in the triangle that we find out about. Yes. We're going to be posting those as well. So no excuses, people. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So evaluate your relationship with the Lord and then moving on to spouses. Spouses, very important. I feel like I'm going to invest all of my time in my spouse this year. Not really. But I would love a date night. More of a date night. Like, more date nights would be great. I think sitting down after you, you know, obviously setting realistic expectations. If you have littles and you have to get a babysitter, obviously can't go on a date. Or maybe you can. I couldn't every single week. Right. Uh, we still can barely fit a date in every week. And ours are teenagers. Um But what does that look like sitting down with your spouse then and saying, you know, as this new year approaches, 
I would love for us to have more intentional time together Mm. as husband and wife. You know, life is crazy. And let's start out the new year right. Can we agree on a date night once a month? And what does that look like? And if you're really brave, put it on the calendar now. Yes. Book them. Go ahead and book your babysitter like we did when ours were little. We just told our babysitter, we're like, you come the second and the fourth Tuesday or whatever of every month. Just show up from this time to this time because we're going to need to get out of the house. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that we always tend to put our marriage last on our calendar? Yes. And actually in God's... um, hierarchy hierarchy thank you i'm like realm um it's god then your spouse then your kids but what happens it's like whoo i can squeeze in god in the morning but man i got a bunch of activities to go to i gotta run here run there we're passing ships in the night and that is um part of where the breakdown happens right right and maybe it's even doing hey let's join a small group together as a couple or do a bible study together or Mm. let's start praying together every morning at you know, 745 before you walk out the door or whatever it is. But even just sitting down with your spouse and talking that through as the new year approaches is a really special time. My husband actually said he wants us to start golfing together. Oh, wow. I know. I'm like, well. Do you know how to golf? No, but I can drive a beer cart. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I can do that. But I mean, um, I can do that. I can figure it out. I can drink the beer and I can drive the cart, but I'm telling you. Yeah. I have a really hard time. Maybe you're going to be better than me. But I am just trying to practice making contact with the club and the ball. So, fun fact. Because I just, like, swing it and miss every time. I just like to have fun. So, like, I don't, I, I'm not really going to, like, I'm not a competitive person. And hopefully if we do this, he doesn't become competitive. Because I'm going to be just living my best life out there. You know, that was 17 strokes. You'll... Maybe lucky number 18, y'all. Just sit back. I mean, I'm not necessarily (laughs) competitive, but I also don't want to swing the ball five times and miss in public. Oh, see, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Because then I'll just be frustrated. So I'm practicing. Okay. Before I go out in public. Yeah, I don't have that much dignity, I guess. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, So kids. Oh. Most of us do not have a hard time when it comes to prioritizing our children. They are loud and they are in our face <laughs> and maybe not loud, but they're in our face. Like they need help. There's no question about it. They're very vocal about it, I guess is what I mean. Um, Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And, you know, from littles to bigs, even, you know, our almost 20 year old still, you know, we, we still parent her. Well, what's interesting though is, you know, my kids are a little older and they're out of the house and they're not in college. And so... It is being intentional to connect with them, to let them know that I still want to connect with them versus them just calling me when they need me, right? Right. And so that's a totally different... um, I have a good friend named Angie. We call her Mama Hap, and she's really good at helping me become intentional with my adult children. I love that. um, Because that's just not a natural component for me. And then also... You can be intentional with your kids. Are you engaging with your kids how you want to? So for me, you know, I go across the gamut from 10 to 23. And so, you know, am I engaging my 10-year-old with the Bible? Am I um, living a life that speaks Jesus without my Bible in my hand all the time? And am I using those teaching moments? Um, Am I taking time with my phone down, but put my phone away so I can make eye contact? Do I not, um, when I pick my son up from work, 
are we making eye contact and talking or am I playing music? And, you know, there are little intentional moments to let the kids know that they matter without them feeling like they have to come to you. It's that quality instead of the quantity. Mm -hmm. And I think when we start to get that right, we have more time for our spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, and the Lord. Um, So actually, as you sit down and evaluate your kids and where your relationship is with them, it may be that you need to spend less time with them. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but allow it, releasing them a little bit and allowing them to grow, obviously, depending on their age, being more independent so that that frees you up to have more time with your spouse. Yeah, less passive time with them. Yes. You know, so sitting in the room and they're watching a cartoon or they're on their iPad and you're on your phone, that's, that's not going to fill their void. And so sitting down with them for 15, 20 minutes, reading a book, eye to eye contact, no distractions, man, they're going to be so happy. Absolutely. Now this next one is self. And I really love this one. Mm. Not because this isn't about selfishness though. I do not like selfish, but it is very important that we evaluate our relationships with ourselves. That is a big one. Huge. Self-care. Where are you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? Do you think you might need to start seeing a counselor this year? Do you think you might need a spiritual advisor? Do you think you need more community, a woman's Bible study? Do you feel as if you need to start a more regular workout regimen? And I'm not saying like to get all buff, but just, you know, do you need a walking buddy or do you need to start a class that holds you accountable? Where is it as you evaluate the balance that you need? We need all of those things in balance. Mm -hmm. And that makes us, this is really the foundation that pours into, we've got to have a good self foundation to be honoring to our spouse's and to, you know, to God and to our kids. And God is so much a part of that. Right. Spending and time with him. I feel like when you're full, um, when you've done all those things for yourself, you can give more joyfully to everyone around you. You know, for me, it's been about my health recently. I've had a few health situations and it's actually saying, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. I've been to the doctor more in the past month than I've been in the past year because I've been twice. So I'm winning. (laughs) There you go. But that's not my thing. It's normally like, well, I'll wait or I can't do this or I'll do it when dot, dot, dot. Well, you know, when hasn't come for a long time. So at some point we have to just do it. Self-care includes going to your doctor and getting your mammogram, people. Yeah. Um, You know, all these things are important and they go a long way. And really... The next two things that we're going to talk about that are good to evaluate and set expectations for and be purposeful in our priorities are our friends, church, and work. Yes. Um, As we evaluate ourselves, we do need to think about our friends. Mm. Where are, what are those friendships? Maybe you need to write them down. And I do think we need to prioritize them. Mm -hmm. I have a friend and she's like, I was so busy creating um, so many friendships that I got to the point where I was so overwhelmed that I realized I didn't really have a true friendship with any of them. Right. Because I was just trying to, I was giving everybody this, 
you know, this 5% of me. Right. And she said, so I sat down with the Lord Mm. and I prayed about this. And she spent, you know, several weeks. Not like she was like, I don't like this person or this or this. But the Lord, she asked the Lord to show her who should I prioritize as my friends. Oh, that's good. And he showed her four friends. Yes. And it's not as if she doesn't hang out or see these other people, but she pours her heart and her time and energies into the relationships. Right. Which is different than just a friendship, but a relationship with these four people. That's awesome. You know, and then it takes away the guilt. It it creates true relationships and friendships that you know you can count on these people. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not about not liking someone or carving them out of your life forever, but it is about being intentional with creating a true relationship with another woman or women that you can count on in life. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not even about, like you said, the person. It's about you guys are in different phases in life, so you're not going to be doing the same things or going through the same things, or um, you're not heading in the same direction, right? And so those things are huge when you're deciding who it is that you're going to factor in and dedicate more time to. Right. I mean, we're still... The other friendships that we have are so important because we we all integrate with one another and we share and we grow, you know, we grow in different ways and we share things with one another that push us and make us question things and make us grow in other ways. But it's just cultivating yes. those deep friendships. That's good. The people that you can count on. So just evaluate those friendships because that really poor goes back into self. Yes. In that in that layer of self-care. And then, you know, we kind of taught God in church. Is there something with church? Reevaluate maybe where you're volunteering. Is it too much? Is it not enough? Do I need to be more involved financially? Um, you know, giving back to the Lord if you're not giving in other ways. That is biblical. You yeah. know, I'm not trying to, we're not asking you to give us money, but I'm just saying you need to think about your tithing. That is so important. Uh, but work. This also goes into self-care. Where are you in your work environment? Uh-huh. How are you feeling about that relationship with work? Right. Is, is it, it all-consuming? And is it taking away from these other relationships that are more of a priority? And, you know, I'm going to go down a really crazy <laughs> trail because you didn't give me notes ahead of time. I get to do this. Um, I think about people whose job becomes all-consuming because they have to make that amount of money because that is a life that they have created. Mm-hmm. But now they're here and the life they've created is just a really crazy work schedule and they're not enjoying all the things they thought they would enjoy here. It is okay to change your mind. It is okay to say, this isn't working. It's okay to say, I went to school for this and it sucks and I don't want to do this anymore. Absolutely. I mean, you... We'll get a lot of people that look at you like you're insane, um, but that's okay. Doing something that you love yeah, is so important. And, you know, sometimes you can't just quit your job, okay, and just decide to do something you love. But I would encourage you, and if you can't necessarily do that for whatever reason, at least take the time to consider what you do love. And if you need something creative... Pick up a hobby. I'm going to start a pottery class. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to do the same thing. In That's February. awesome. I'm so excited. 
You know, I love some hands-on crap. I just, I need that in my life. Yeah. I've painted, I've quilted, I've knitted, I've blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to do pottery. And I'm so excited. I know that I need that in my life. It's just this this hands-on thing. Like, I love words and I love speaking, but that doesn't fill my bucket completely. Right. There's this other side of me. Um, and so I can't obviously be a professional potter people. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, my money's on you, girl. Uh, but one day if I could, that might be amazing. But until then, I can choose to pick up this hobby, take this class, something that fills your bucket. That is also in the self-care. It is. So all of those things, those two things with the work and the church and right. the friends kind of fall under self as well it really does and back to the work thing I wasn't saying like you can just up and quit your job and just not work anymore but I'm suggesting that maybe there's something else that you can do that's more in line with what brings you joy or what fills your bucket and if not make sure you have healthy boundaries at work and make sure when you're not at work like she said you're filling your bucket with things that will feed that right absolutely you know we just had this I, I don't think my daughter would mind me sharing this I guess I'll find out. (laughs) We just had this um, amazing uh, semester with Emma, and she was really on the business track at college. And she's, you know, taking microeconomics and math and all these things. Oh, that sounds terrible. It is like killing her soul. Yeah, me too, girl. (laughs) We she wanted to do like business marketing that kind of thing, but in order to be in business, you got to take all this math and this economics and statistics, and that just like. Oh my gosh, that right. is soul crushing to both of us because we are creatives, like hands on, and and we just love to be innovative. And you cannot do that in math. Like, do yeah. not give me a formula to regurgitate to you. I will create a new formula for right. you and this beautiful work of art around it. But um, <laughs> our brains just don't work that way. And she was just miserable. And I said, Emma, you got to quit. You you this is not your love. Right. This is not your passion. This is not your giftedness. You need to go into something with design. Oh. You are creative. You are innovative. You are the one who, you know, creates like a beautiful, um, I don't know what you call it, like bulletin to or menu for wherever you are with like all the cute right. pictures and the prices are in cute fonts. I'm like, that's you, girl. And so she has switched her major. And the classes that she has signed up. She totally canceled her schedule for fall and redid it under this new curriculum. And you can just see her little heart and her spirit just starting to shine and she hasn't even started taking the classes yet. Okay, so I love that you just gave that example because there are a lot of kids that are gonna come home for Christmas break and they're going to be miserable. And so you sharing that just gave parents permission to have a different conversation. Please do. I mean, our daughter was feeling really guilty. She's like, I just feel like this whole semester was a waste. Like, now she's going to have to take some summer school classes, you know, to switch. And I said, Emma, this semester was not a waste. Nope. You figured out what you don't like. I was like, look how much we learned. We figured it out now instead of later. Some of us, it's already later, right? And so (laughs) we don't have that option. She did. It's a little easier for her. But we do still have an option. Yes. To reevaluate and look. So as you approach 2023, take that time to just look at those different relationships in your life and create some priorities. 
All right. We'll see you next time. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll talk to you in the new year. Thanks for joining us on the Sunday.